welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cush, and I am a licensed clinical professional counselor in Annapolis, Maryland. Doing online therapy all the time with the coronavirus. If you live in Maryland and want to know how to work with me, you can go to progressioncounseling.com, send me an email, or sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. If you'd like to sign up for the newsletter or join the Woman Warriors private Facebook group where we chat and share and talk about some of the episodes, uh, you can join us and there will be a link in the show notes on how to, for you to join. And I'd love to have you there. You can also leave me a voicemail if you have ideas about future episodes or things you would like to see talked about on the podcast, go to womanwarriors.com and there is an icon on the right-hand side of the page. It says, leave a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. So over the past couple of weeks, we have uh, shared some alternative healing uh, methods, ways to go about finding yourself that are not, are, are a little less traditional, although they're becoming more mainstream today, but uh, not straight up therapy. And I, I, as a therapist, I am all about how therapy can help you heal, but I think it can be a more holistic, inclusive process to really gain lasting, truly impactful healing. And as I've shared here on the podcast, I have struggled with anxiety. And for a lot of my life, it was just this constant hum, low-level vibration that was always there, but that could get triggered into more intense forms of anxiety. I had bouts of insomnia as a child and still do as an adult occasionally. Um, irritability, frustration, frustrated easily. I can remember when my youngest son was born, he's about, I think he's like eight years younger than my oldest. So there was quite a gap between the two oldest and my youngest child. And I can remember realizing that I had postpartum anxiety and depression and had had it with both kids and didn't realize it. And so I sought therapy at that time because I had really hoped that having another child would fill this hole, this emptiness, this sense of belonging or needing to belong. And when it didn't, that was devastating. I didn't know where else to turn. 
So I sought out therapy, which was not very helpful. That particular therapist really just wanted me to rearrange my thoughts, to think differently. And that didn't feel helpful in the moment, especially when I was feeling like there was something broken inside me that needed healing. I didn't believe that my thought patterns would change that. And that was when I went back to school to finish my degree. I thought if I get my undergraduate degree, if I complete that, then that will feel, that will fill that hole. I will feel accomplished. I will feel enough. And not surprisingly, getting my undergraduate degree was amazing. I'm very proud of myself for going back to school, but that hole was still there. That emptiness inside, that need for more. And so I joined a church. I went through religion classes and converted to a different religion. And I thought that was it. I thought that would help me feel a part of something, a part of a community. But that didn't fill me up either. There was still something missing. It took me a long time to see my anxiety for what it was, a trauma response, to no longer think about it as just being a part of me, but that it was in response to something that I had experienced very early in my childhood. When I began to understand that my anxiety was directly linked to the trauma that I had experienced, it opened a door for some compassion for myself. And as I began to learn more about it, as I studied and I read and I explored, I began to see that my kids were anxious too, and that my anxiety one, probably biologically, they had inherited some of that from me, but two, genetically, as well as just my behaviors, that they were picking up on my anxiety and carrying it into their life. And so when I went back to grad school, when I went to grad school and began to learn about trauma and anxiety in way more depth and studying myself in a little more depth, I went back into therapy and began to explore how that trauma had impacted my relationships, my sense of self, and my relationship with me. I knew that I, to be a really good therapist, I needed to heal myself because they tell you that in school, fortunately, that, you know, you, to be a good healer, you yourself have to be healed. And so I began to do some exploration of alternative methods for healing. And yes, I was in regular therapy, which was very, very helpful and also opened my eyes and opened some doors for me to start exploring alternative means so I began practicing yoga more regularly, and I began a meditation practice. And although meditation sort of came and went for a period of time, 
the beginning of turning inward, of looking at myself, of being with me quietly, tuning into my breath, opened some doors that I was unaware were closed. I was also introduced to Kristen Neff's work on self-compassion and working through her course material and doing the self-compassion meditations along with the coursework helped build up that side of me that could lean into the hard stuff, lean into the difficult emotions, be with myself even when I was struggling, especially when I was struggling, and exploring how bringing mindfulness into my everyday life helped me feel more grounded and connected to me. I wanted to be able to show my kids, but also show myself that healing was possible and that for me to be a better mom was for me to know myself better. And as the doors began to open inside, as the parts of me began to show up, the wounded parts, the parts that wanted to be in control and manage and the inner critic, as I became more aware of all those parts and could see them with compassion and love for all the hard work they were doing, I felt more connected to me. I got to know myself and to learn how to take care of me when I was scared or anxious or lonely. And the amazing thing and sometimes the frustrating thing about a mindful meditation, self-compassion practice is it's very small steps towards bigger healing. So it's starting with the awareness of the breath. And actually, even before that, starting with being able to recognize when I was triggered, looking backward, seeing when I was triggered, recognizing how I reacted, and understanding now how I could have done things differently, how I could have tuned into myself in those moments to take care of me before reacting. And then noticing slowly more and more in the moment when my anxiety was triggered, when I was feeling fearful or upset or unheard. But also having compassion for when I didn't notice, when I just reacted and went blindly along until later looking back. But as each step progressed, I learned more about me. And it became easier and easier to sit quietly with my breath, with me. And as I learned more about me, as I learned to connect with myself, I began to trust me, to trust my intuition, to trust that when my anxiety shows up, 
It's wanting me to know that I'm afraid, that I'm fearful, that it wants me to listen. And I've learned and I, that I can trust me to take care of myself, especially when I'm afraid. And I no longer feel that hole and emptiness inside me. I no longer feel like something is missing or that there's something about me that's different from other people. I've been able to fill that hole with self-love, self-compassion, and care for all of my feelings. I've learned that I can be my own parent. I can take care of me and keep me safe. Even when things are hard, even when I'm scared. I can remember having a conversation with a therapist mentor friend about that emptiness, about that sense of something missing inside and her saying, do the work, do your own work, heal your trauma, and you won't feel that way anymore. She said, trust me. I know that you can feel better, that you can feel whole. And I'm so, so grateful that I did listen, that I did the work. And as hard as it can be, and sometimes painful, when As I'm sitting, I recognize some of the things I used to think and feel about myself and sometimes still do. But I can take care. I can care for myself and I do care for myself in those moments. And that makes me feel whole and loved. So know that there's hope that change can happen. I know it. I know if you're feeling at all similarly to how I felt, that there's just a part of you that's missing or that there's just something about you that isn't like everybody else know that it doesn't have to be that way, that you can heal, that you can feel more connected to yourself in a way that fills that hole and allows you to live your best life and feel joy and ease and comfort in yourself. I know this to be true. Well, I hope that you offer yourself some compassion and love for wherever you are this week in your journey. 
And I hope you'll reach out through the website, whether it's signing up for my newsletter, joining the Woman Warriors Facebook group, or sending me a voicemail. I hope you'll reach out. Ciao for now from this woman warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com. Thank you.